0: This is Game Set Match Kentucky, episode 23, recorded July 16th, 2021. Entitled, A Bird Poops On Your Racket. Hey everybody, it's time for a fourth season of Game Set Match Kentucky, where we talk about all things related to the Central Kentucky Tennis Series, and probably a whole lot more that you never asked for. This is Friday, July 16th. I'm Chris Godby, the chairman and one of the founders of the CKTS, where the lines are good and sandbagging is for golf. As always, I'm here at the CKTS home office in Russell Springs, Kentucky. Back with me today from the suburbs of Bowling Green is the director of one of our CKTS tournaments, as well as the tennis coach at South Warren High School, home of the Spartans. By day, he's the program director of Talk 104.1 FM and 9.30 AM radio in Bowling Green, where he hosts a morning drive-time talk show, which I just found out is also broadcast on television. So, um, Chad Young, the celebrity, welcome back. I don't know if
1: i go that far, but uh, speaking of far, we're, we're pretty far from the uh, suburbs of Bowling Green. But, uh, you know, the... The way the drive is on Scottsville Road, it feels like
0: I'm just a suburb. So how uh, how far? Like if you're going to uh, practice at South Warren well, from your house, how long are we talking about?
1: To go through the country to get to South Warren. It takes me about 25 minutes to get to South Warren. Okay. Uh, I want to be at Greenwood. Um, it takes me about uh, 15 to 20
0: so I think is it the, the bigger the city or the smaller the city, the closer in you consider the suburbs. Because, like, my brother lives about 45 to 50 minutes from Atlanta, but that that's still considered the suburbs of Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, Bowling Green's not Atlanta, obviously, but as, nope. it,
1: as it grows. It's catching up at one day. Talk about South Warren. I mean, South Warren used to seem like it was, you know, a little, a little ways outside of Bowling Green. It doesn't feel like that anymore. Um, so as as Bowling Green expands, you know, you're 15, 20 minutes outside of downtown
0: and and you're in the suburbs. That's true. That's true. It, it grows. Bowling Green grows uh, every time I'm there, it seems. I've, I'm only there a few times a year, and it, it just seems like it gets bigger and more crowded and busier every time I go. Yeah, and they're doing a lot of construction on
1: Scottsville Road and a lot of construction on I-65. Uh, right now, it's kind of a mess.
0: On uh, this episode today of Game Set Match Kentucky, we're going to look back at a crazy 2020. I'm, I'm wearing my uh, 2020 CKTS uh, t-shirt right now in, in honor of that craziness and how this craziness ultimately led to this show going MIA For a year, Uh, to be precise, it's been a year and two days since the last episode aired. Uh, I'll talk about that with you. Also, Chad and I are going to look back at the 2020 season end point standings. Uh, But first, Chad, we have a brand new sponsor for Game Set Match Kentucky, and I want to salute them today. I want to welcome Family Medical Centers. Uh, As a sponsor of this program, Family Medical Centers is a community health center with more than 135 locations and has been providing health care to Kentuckians for over a decade. If you're looking for a medical home, make the clinics of Family Medical Centers your first choice. They provide primary care, school-based health care, behavioral health services, oral health services, telehealth, and both pediatric and OBGYN specialty care. For a complete list of locations and providers, check out their website at cfmcky.com. That stands for Cumberland Family Medical Centers of Kentucky, cfmcky.com. Now, Chad, sometimes you get sick after 5 p.m., do you not? Yes, I do. I usually get sick after 5 p.m., like maybe it's after work or something like that. Well... Dr. On Call telehealth services are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Dr. On Call brings the convenience and safety of any time care to your home, car, or workplace through your phone, computer, tablet, or laptop. Now, please pull over first if you're going to uh, reach out to telehealth Dr. On Call. Please pull over first if you're in your car. But Dr. On Call is a perfect alternative to costly ER visits Exposure during times of social distancing, for high-risk patients, or when you need care on your schedule. For more information, check them out on Facebook at Doctor On Call Ky. That's D R O N C A L L K Y. Also, Chad, your mental health matters. As a tournament director, it <laughs> definitely matters, does it not? There's no doubt about that. Especially New, New Year. no, uh, yeah, especially what? especially with last year. Oh, for sure. New View Telehealth Counseling brings the convenience of personalized behavioral health services provided at a location convenient to you through your phone, computer, tablet, or laptop. Our team is made up of licensed and certified behavioral health professionals with a variety of backgrounds and years of experience who offer behavioral and mental health services anywhere in the state of Kentucky. To set up an appointment, Call 270 858 6655, extension 3388. And a big thank you to our brand new sponsor, Family Medical Centers. Chad, will you tell us about Vision Cabinet Source? Well, we want
1: to thank you, uh, say thank you to our longtime sponsor of the Game Set Match podcast, Vision Cabinet Source. It's a kitchen and bath cabinet supplier that ships all over the United States and has for over a decade. If you're building a new home or renovating your home, Vision Cabinet Source can provide you with classic cabinet styles that are well-built and affordable. They have many different painted and stained lines of cabinets that are stocked at their warehouse in Campbellsville. In making these beautiful cabinets, they have a 17-step finishing process that assures top-quality craftsmanship. Don't just take it from me. Go look at their styles and designs for yourself, and you'll agree that they do great work at an affordable price. Check them out on their website, visioncabinet.com, or you can call them at 270-465-3222. That's 270-465-3222 and tell them you heard about Vision Cabinet
0: Source right here on Game Set Match Kentucky. And Vision Cabinet Source owner, Jason Ford, if, if you happen to have just heard this, you got to hear that from a professional radio guy reading <laughs> copy for you for free. All and right. by the way, I brought up their website. Since you mentioned their website, I, I brought it up here on the screen. And uh, if you if you visit visioncabinet.com, uh, no joke. I mean, if you go to their gallery, just some some beautiful stuff, ex- except for this picture, because Jason's in the picture. I'm just joking with you, Jason. But uh, yeah, if you uh, just scroll through uh, what they offer, you're going to find some uh, some really cool stuff uh, in, a, in a variety uh, for all tastes. It's a good gallery for sure. Yep. Yeah. So a big thank you to Vision Cabinet Source. Well, Chad, let's look back at a crazy 2020. Now, we say it was crazy, but we managed to play every single one of our scheduled tournaments. We had to do a bit of rescheduling, but we got them all in. And, you know, just you ran two tournaments last year. Um, what were your impressions of 2020 as a season for Ckts you know when we met in the uh, the fall directors meeting and we and we realized that we
1: actually got them all done it was kind of amazing um, considering that there were uh, some big hurdles um, I know from from my experience there were a lot of hurdles there were a couple times that we were in the, the week of the tournament still scrambling um, to get approval-hmm um, Department or from the school system uh, or various entities that we had to submit COVID plans to. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the most difficult thing. Other than the the rescheduling um, was uh, was all the COVID protocols. The tournaments themselves went really well. Um, went pretty smoothly. Uh, everybody was excited to be out. Um, I don't think we played our first one until July. So correct. At that point in time, people had kind of been cooped up for for three months or longer. And mm-hmm. um, so I thought there was a great, um, I thought it was a great environment for the tournaments last year. I think people were very thankful that we could have something like that. Um, even if it was, uh, into September and October, I know it was a lot colder than what we usually have for our tournaments. Ours are usually in, in June and August. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, it was,
0: a it, all in all, I thought it ended up being a pretty, pretty good year on the tour it led to uh also to some advancements for us as an organization for example we didn't want actual currency changing hands so we set up uh online prepayment for our tournaments which you know had some it had its share of hiccups but i think overall it was okay uh that that yeah uh, yeah that was a big challenge
1: uh that was one of the most difficult things was was invoicing people mm-hmm. getting, uh, getting that money collected, and that led to some of the advancements that I know that you uh, worked a lot in the off-season to try to get the prepayment as part of registration. But um, I think um, when it's all said and done, that's going to be a big step in the right direction for for all of our tournament directors.
0: And it, it still has a, a little bit of ways to go to to be you know what I would consider a, a sort of a perfect system. But we are working still working on online prepayment. And again, there's a, a few little hiccups here and there. But so far, after three tournaments in 2021, it's going OK. And uh, we're going to continue to improve that for you for you players that have played a few of our tournaments this spring. Uh, we're going to keep working the, the kinks out of that, too, and, and other things on our website. So speaking of 2020 and, and what we went through as a tour, uh, USTA Kentucky, uh, they published their yearbook uh, every, every spring and, and covering the, the previous year. And they gave us uh, they gave the CKTS a good little write-up uh, in their uh, most recent issue of the yearbook. And it's just a, a few sentences. I wanted to read it here. It's called, uh, the title was, Central Kentucky Tennis Series Has a Strong Year Despite COVID. The Central Kentucky Tennis Series had an awesome summer 2020 despite the pandemic. After a delayed start, they were able to arrange a schedule that allowed the play of all eight originally scheduled tournaments the CKTS saw some of the best participant numbers in 17 years as an organization. That that's, that's correct. Didn't we have a strong turnout? Yeah. I mean, we had,
1: we had big numbers. Um, I know in both of my tournaments we've had bigger numbers this year so far. Uh, But uh, I think that speaks to what I talked about with people kind of being um, eager to get out and participate in any activity, indoor or outdoor, and certainly uh, outdoor was allowed at that point in time in the year, and I think we saw uh, big numbers.
0: And it, it says 17 years, but it's actually it was 18 years. This is our 19th season now. I don't know if that was a mistake on my part or their part, but uh, we had over um, 1,100 players of all ages in six, of, uh, uh, six event cities. We have six uh, uh, cities that host eight tournaments. Elizabethtown, Bowling Green, Somerset, Glasgow, Campbellsville, and Columbia. Each tournament followed strict COVID-19 protocols of USTA and the local event sites. Despite the limitations on spectators, reduced contact, etc., CKTS provided a great summer of tennis and they are looking forward to another strong year in 2021. Well, we're already off to a strong 2021, which we are going to talk more about on the next episode of this program.
1: You know, one thing I wanted to say is that um, you know we're happy to be a, a sanctioned tournament um, by the USTA, and and uh, we're it's a big tour. You mentioned over eleven 1, hundred players, but but each of our tournament sites uh, is a local tournament, and I think that really benefited us and benefited the tour last year. Uh, because I know something else from our fall meeting that we discussed was that so many USTA tournaments were shut down because they're affiliated know with a national organization and they just shut everything down Mm -hmm. out of an abundance of caution we had the ability since we're locally run and locally controlled that we could find a way to get it done and you know there are a lot of usda tournaments that were not held last year because of the pandemic and so for for our tour to to get all of them in um speaks volumes
0: And we, you know, we sacrificed some locations, for example, in, in Campbellsville, um, half the matches are normally at Campbellsville university, half the matches are normally at Miller park, which is the base for the tournament. Campbellsville university would not allow the use of any of their facilities, not just tennis. I mean, there were no basketball camps, football camps, uh, anything else. So we were not able to use their facilities at all. So we had to close the tournament to CKTS members only, and it was still very crowded. Uh, they were still lucky to finish the tournament when when they did. There was actually also a little bit of rain because he started play on Friday night last year. He's starting pro- play on Friday night again this year, by the way, for the this next tournament. And uh, there was a little bit of rain on Friday. I don't think they were able to play much at all. And Saturday morning, I think they may have gotten off to a late start. And still, somehow, eventually, <laughs> that tournament completed on only six courts it's extremely difficult to have a tournament on such a, a small number of courts as many of us know and he didn't he didn't change format or anything
1: he didn't go to no ad or anything like that
0: you know i honestly don't remember i think we did that in the columbia tournament because we only have eight available courts there and had a large turnout and i, I don't recall that's a good question i don't recall if if we had to do that at uh campbellsville last year or not we we may have i don't know for sure Okay, so I just wanted to talk a few minutes about what happened with this podcast and why it it disappeared for so long. Last summer in mid-July, I got a professional opportunity that I had been seeking for a long time. And I became uh, went from being a classroom teacher for 25 years to the digital learning coach for the Russell County School District. So um, That was a a professional goal for me. The pandemic necessitated it. Uh, Grants funded it, and uh, I interviewed for it, and I got it, but that's my new job now for the foreseeable future, and it really kept me busy at the end of the summer on into the fall, and I just never got back into the rhythm of doing this podcast, and then another event that happened also last summer is that my father-in-law Terry passed away and I was named the executor of his estate so we have been dealing with clearing out his things now we're in the process of remodeling his house and I don't know if you've ever been through a remodel Chad bro well, I'm I, I live in one okay <laughs> So then, okay. But, uh, so now we're still going through, we're we're still really in the early stages of that. So as with any hobby project, um, once you fall out of a habit of it, it, it's harder even then to get back in, but hopefully today starts a new habit and a new rhythm and we get to do this more often. And so that's, that's where we've been and I'm glad to be back. I've thought about this daily, uh, all spring and summer, and I'm glad to finally get back on, uh, get back on here and, and have some podcasts, especially for all 10 people that listen. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how many, I mean, I'm going to go over some locations at the end of the show. Some new, you know, I do that from time to time, new States and countries that are, downloading this podcast probably accidentally but anyway we'll talk about that in a little bit later but um, on the next program by the way we're going to go into tournament results from this season so we don't to spend uh, any more time on that right now' we're, we're, we are going to cover though the point standings from 2020 because you know we stopped podcasting in in July it was uh, on Bastille day the 14th as a matter of fact, and uh, all the rest of the tournaments didn't get covered on this program. I can't go back and cover all of those results, but we can at least look at the point standings for 2020, the runners-up and champions in those divisions. Uh, I'll start, Chad, with men's open singles. So for the, the in 2020, the CKTS points race standings, men's open singles runner-up was James Chen, and the champion was Alex Spalding with 14 points. In men's B singles, uh, Billy Edge was the runner-up, and Troy Young was the champion with 17 points. I still have Billy Edge's second-place trophy. We've tried to meet up. We live in the same county. We've tried to meet up, and so I can give that to him, and it keeps falling through, so it is actually in my office at work. In men's C singles, the runner-up was Rex Hansen, and the champion was Zachary Turner. In men's 40 singles, uh, Jackson
1: Grover was the runner-up, and Jody Bingham was the champion with 15 points.
0: We we actually had a tie for runner-up there. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Daryl
1: McGill and Jackson Grover both had eight points, and Jody Bingham won with 16
0: points. Congratulations to those guys. the boys' 18 singles, the runner-up was Jason Toll, and the champion uh, was Lucas McFall
1: in boys 15 singles ben handsome was the runner-up and jackson donovan was the winner with 14 points
0: let me jump back to 18 singles for just one second and uh, because lucas mcfall is a hometown boy here in russell county and uh, plays for plays tennis for russell county high school he is the first ever singles player from russell county high school to win a round at the state tournament we've had uh a team win a doubles round we've never had a boy or a girl uh, as far as i know win a singles round and lucas McFall was the first to do that and i wanted to give him a shout out um also congratulations to those guys in boys 15 singles ben hansen and champion jackson donovan in boys 12 singles and i the, guess I to, I yeah go ahead
1: in yeah i don't do the same i
0: mean yeah please yeah please it plays
1: for me at south warren so uh, and, and he just went up and played uh, in the crease and made the quarterfinals.
0: Awesome! That's area. It's a big, tough tournament there. Boys, twelve singles. Nathaniel Hill is the runner-up, and Ben Hansen is the champion. In men's open doubles, um, the runner-up, I guess you would. say. No, it's a it's a tie for championship. There is no runner-up. There's no runner-up. The nope. uh,
1: the champion is uh,
0: the champions are
1: uh, guys who played together. And they are Orle Swazo and Daryl McGill with 11.5 points.
0: Those two guys played the first five tournaments and didn't miss any of them. And then one of them was going to be traveling abroad. For, and uh, I think that kind of made it fall apart. But still, they won enough points to uh, take the championship. And those are, uh, I think, two more trophies I have in my garage, maybe. <laughs> Next is men's B-doubles. And we do have a runner up there, June Tamioka is the runner-up and the champion of men's B-doubles is Jared McDonald. Men's C-doubles, no runner-up. We have uh, two champions. It is a
1: father-son team. It is Steve and Nolan Parsons.
0: In men's 40 doubles, the runner-up is Brad Hales, and the champion is Jackson Grover, who played together the majority of the time. uh, But uh, late
1: in the season, uh, Jackson played uh, with another partner, Uh, Brad didn't play, and Jackson, uh, therefore, is the winner. We go to boys 18 doubles. We have a three-way tie for runner-up between Mason Baldwin, Keegan Christensen, and Jason Towell, and the champion is uh, Jacob Jeronic with 19 points.
0: In Women's Open Singles, we did not have a qualifier for runner-up, but Arden Dethridge, who played three tournaments, is our champion of Women's Open Singles. She actually won all three tournaments that she played. So congratulations to Arden. In Women's B Singles, uh, Samantha
1: Romine is the runner-up, and Amber Wolf is the champion with eight points.
0: In girls' 18 singles, Sarah Dunn is the runner up, and Arden Dethridge again is the champion of girls' 18 singles. Girls' 15 singles, Aaron Riney is the runner up, and Sarah Dunn
1: is the champion with 18 points. She won um, three
0: of the uh, seven tournaments. Or yes. Tournaments that she played in. She played in six, it looks like, and she won three of them and was runner up once. In girls' 12 singles, Chloe Dickens was the runner-up, and uh, by a two-point margin, Claire Riney is the champion of girls' 12 singles. That's one of our more competitive races there. It is. In women's Open
1: doubles, uh, the champions were Cheryl Hensel and Trina Rickard with
0: 18 points. Women's B-doubles, the runners-up, there's a tie for runner-up. It's Shelly Doty and Amber Wolf, and the champion of women's B-doubles is Jennifer Lolly. The girls' 18 doubles, there was uh, just a champion,
1: and it is Megan Martin and Ainsley Stowball, who are
0: both South Warren players as well. Looks like they were partners in three tournaments, and they played with other partners in two other tournaments, and they still end up at the end uh, with the same number of points, co-champions, yep. Mixed open doubles. Uh, the runners up uh, or the, the male runner up is Steve Humphreys. The female runner up is Susan Hadley. And the champions of mixed open doubles are uh, myself, Chris Godby, and my lovely partner, Trina Rickard. It's a pretty high point total, also. Well, we did play all eight tournaments. And you won, looks like, four of them. We did. We're not off to such a great start this year, however. So. <laughs> In mixed B
1: doubles, uh, the runner up, the male runner up is Larry Kohler. The female runner up is Amber Wolf. And the champions are Barry Burrows
0: for the men and Cheryl Hensel for the women. In mixed uh, 18 and under doubles, the uh, runners up, uh, the female runner up is Megan Martin. The male runner up is Jacob Jernick. Am I saying that right, Chad?
1: Jeronic, I believe.
0: Jeronic, I'm sorry. Jacob Jeronic. And the uh, champions, the uh, The male champion is Keegan Christensen. The female champion is Ainsley Stoball, which they, looks like they played uh, together a couple of times and had other partners the rest of the way. Okay. And that's a look back at the point standings at the end of the year for the 2020 season. Uh, new point standings will be updated soonish. uh, That's the best that that I can say, soonish. Hopefully after the the third tournament here, the E-Town Open, which, by the way, we are in the midst of the E-Town Open. The State Farm E-Town Open started last Friday night. They played several matches on Friday, and uh, they had a delayed start Saturday morning because of the weather. Uh, It finally got started maybe around 10 a.m., played until 5 p.m., uh, I was warming up in uh, mixed doubles, just getting ready to play a quarterfinal round and a massive downpour happened and essentially washed out the rest of the weekend because rain came and went all night, all morning, all day Sunday, and they 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 canceled Sunday matches. It's moved to this Saturday, the uh, 17th, and the weather again, Chad, looks very iffy for tomorrow in Elizabethtown. So, not quite sure what they're going to do. Um, one potential plan is, as long as next weekend's Campbellsville tournament re- uh, finishes on time in the in one weekend, then it will resume after Campbellsville after the Miller Park Tennis Classic. If not, uh, I'm really not sure what we'll do, Chad. This is kind of uncharted territory. You know, we've often had tournaments get Delayed and moved to the next weekend. We've never had one that I can remember get moved into multiple weekends because of continued rain. Yeah, we've we've
1: been pretty fortunate so far. Um, you know, my tournament back in June, and then Trena's uh, two weeks after. Both of them, there were some pretty decent chances of rain uh, Saturday and Sunday, and I think we both stayed dry throughout. And so all of our good fortune apparently uh, went away and uh, Karen didn't get a whole lot of help last weekend. And uh, yeah, this weekend
0: doesn't look very good here. I'm sure it doesn't look very good up there either. Right. And you know, I'll, I'll defend you tournament directors. It's such a difficult decision to look at a forecast and try to decide whether to call the whole thing off and move it or to try to get in part of the day uh, there have been times when the forecast looks horrible on Friday night. And so you go ahead and move it completely to the next weekend and then it ends up raining very little or none. And, and you're, you're just do it. You're at the mercy of the forecasters, but ultimately you're at the mercy of mother nature and you're just doing the best you can. Now, I did spoke, uh, did speak with Karen Henson today, the director of the state farm e-town open. And you know, she's, watching the forecasts as they update and she's going to make an informed decision. It may not come until tomorrow morning, but uh, she has mentioned that, um, that the players have been very understanding and that's great. They should be very understanding because she can't control that rain.
1: Yeah. And I, I tell you from, from our perspective in Bowling Green and I would say Glasgow as well, I mean, we're really excited about the indoor facility. Uh, that's uh, nearing completion uh, because that will make things a lot easier where if you do have some rain on the weekend, it doesn't completely uh, put you in that decision where you have to see, well, can we get something in? What can we get in? And then have to move some things. Hopefully the indoor facility uh, will, um, will allow us a, a little bit more uh, of a clear path to getting f-
0: tournaments finished. I wish all of our tournament cities had an indoor facility that, that we could take advantage of in a situation like that, but I'm, I'm afraid we're a long way away from that. But at least Bowling Green is working on theirs, and when do you expect that may open? November is what I have heard. Okay. Uh, there was some talk uh, about it possibly being
1: uh, available early in the fall. We host the state mixed doubles tournament in September. Mm-hmm. There was some talk that maybe it might be available, but they ran into some – some supply issues like a lot of businesses have in the, in the last year. And
0: and so that kind Mm -hmm. of things down. But um, the last I heard November was, was uh, the target date. All building projects of any kind are under a massive strain right now, even if it's remodeling. I mean, materials are, are short and expensive. Labor is, well, everyone doesn't have their full workforce right now. Let's just say, and leave it at that. Uh, but you know people in construction of all kinds are having some problems right now getting projects finished. But hopefully that'll get on track and and get completed soon. Let's uh, speaking of what's coming up soon, let's look at uh, what's next on our tour. The Miller Park Tennis Classic is next weekend, july twenty fourth and twenty fifth in Campbellsville, Kentucky. That's one of the oldest tournaments on this tour. The deadline to enter it is this coming Tuesday, July 20th, at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You can go to cktstour.com to register for that. The next tournament will be the Alton Blakely Lake Cumberland Open, August 7th and 8th at Somerset, Kentucky. The deadline for that will be Tuesday, August 3rd at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Those entries will open on Monday, July 26th, and again, Just go to cktstour.com for all the details. Our tournaments are USTA sanctioned for juniors as Southern Level 6 and for adults as Kentucky Level 100. Well, if you have any announcements that you would like broadcast on this program, you can send your tennis events to info at gamesetmatchkentucky.com. If you're having a tournament, a league, a clinic, some kind of tennis social event, Send it to me. I'll be sure we get it on the program. You can also keep up with uh, events at USTA Kentucky. Just visit KentuckyTennis.com or on social media on Facebook and Twitter. Follow at USTA Kentucky with the word Kentucky spelled out. They'll keep you updated on tournaments, grants, events, team events, and everything like that. This week we don't have a challenge. The call question, Chad, but. I always look forward to those and look forward to talking about those. So if you have a uh, situation that you want to ask about, maybe it's about a CKTS policy. Maybe it's just a general tennis rule question. Like, what do you do when uh, you're in the middle of a point and a bird flies on the court and poops on your racket? You know, you may have a question like that on how to handle that. And we may not know the answer, but we will pretend that we do and we'll talk through it and try to appear intelligent, whether we know the real rule or not. So if you want to challenge the call, just send us an email to challenge at com. That will just about serve out this welcome back edition of Game Set Match Kentucky. It's been fun to be back and and uh, I want to thank everybody that's listening. Uh, I hope we didn't lose anyone permanently. I hope you'll come back. And if you uh, just uh, found our website and you're listening there, go ahead and uh, use the mobile app on your phone. Any podcast app, we're we're on basically all major podcast platforms, like Apple Podcasts and Spotify, iHeart, all of those, uh, Google Podcasts. Just go and search for Game Set Match Kentucky and subscribe there. I wanted to say hello to new listeners that we've uh, picked up since last year in uh, locations around the United States and around the world. Uh, We now have listeners in Arizona for some reason, but welcome to those of you in Arizona. And Chad, we picked up since last year four new countries Hmm. that are downloading this podcast, either intentionally or accidentally. I'd like to... um, Do you know where all of them are at on a map? On a map? No. Well, I have a list, but yeah, I know where they are on a map. Yeah, I mean, like, you want to play a game to see if I can locate the countries on a map? (laughs) I was a social studies teacher for twenty five years. Okay. Are they well known
1: countries, or you know, are they places where you might, you or I or anybody might have trouble finding on the map?
0: These are countries that the average person would the average american would not be able to locate them on a map no
1: curious to see how i'll do
0: <laughs> we, we need to play that game sometime but you know like for example okay finland is one of the new ones we're finland and i know it's up there in scandinavia but if i just had to guess on a blank map which one it was i might miss it
1: i think it's um yeah it,
0: I want to say
1: that Finland is uh, in the middle. Like, isn't it? You got Denmark above Germany, and then I think it's Sweden, Finland, Norway, or ba- or vice versa. You're going to look at it on. The map. I am. I'm, I'm bringing up the map. You're, you're going.
0: We're going to see if I'm an idiot or not. Okay, hold on. We're almost there. All right, I just got to share my screen. It goes. Oh yeah, you know, this is technology, folks. So I yeah. think it goes. Sweden,
1: Finland, and then Norway.
0: I, I can't see that. Um, okay, so here's Finland. Can you oh, see my mouse? On the right. Yeah. yeah
1: it's on so the it
0: right. wasn't in the middle. Sweden was in the middle. Oh, so what's on the left? Uh, so it's Norway, Sweden, and Finland. Nor- Norway, Sweden. Left to right, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, so, Yeah. Uh-huh. It was in Scandinavia. I would have got that part right. We do already have listeners in Sweden. So now we have listeners in Finland. I don't see Norway listed, but I'm sure they'll come along. Come on, get in the game, Norway. (laughs) Norway. We, uh, let's just zoom in on the European map here. Cause, uh, we also now have listeners in the Netherlands.
1: Okay. Yeah. I know where the Netherlands is. That's that one's not too hard.
0: Yep. Yeah. So just, uh, right here, Northwest of, uh, Germany. And, uh, so welcome to the Dutch listeners that we have. Uh, there are listeners in Singapore. Okay. Singapore. Now that's going to be a little bit of a challenge. I'll be honest. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> There it is. I found it pretty quickly. Look at me. All right. There's Singapore. So South of, uh, South of Vietnam and South of, uh, Laos. So, and finally a new country that where we have picked up listeners is in France. Okay. Well, so. If you can't find France on the map, you got bigger problems. Bienvenue to our, listeners in France and Merci beaucoup uh, for listening to us and I hope you had a great uh, Bastille Day and um, we're all enjoying uh, watching the, the Tour de France. Uh, you know that's a bicycle race, right, Chad? Yeah,
1: that one lady,
0: she had a sign. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh man, that poor lady. She uh, jumps out in front of the riders. This was a few weeks ago. She jumps out in front of the riders. She causes a massive crash which which ended the race for some of the riders due to injury. And then she disappears. She hides. And I think the the police found her like two days later. And do you know what her sentence was? Which justice in France is swift, by the way. I mean, like you're arrested and you get your sentence just a few days later. I think she was just fined a few hundred bucks. I mean, she didn't mean to hurt anybody. No, she didn't mean to hurt anybody, but she also fled the scene. We all might have done the same thing. Who knows? We can challenge the call there, but we're not going to. (laughs) Sure. In your podcast app or in iTunes on your computer. Actually, it's not in iTunes anymore. So it's, uh, I guess it's the Apple podcast app now on your computer. I need to update this in my notes. So in your podcast app, whatever it is, whether it's on the phone or computer, please write us a short review and give us a five-star rating. And uh, you can also visit gamesetmatchkentucky.com or gamesetmatchky.com for all of our episodes and show notes and more. I'd like to encourage you to like our Facebook page. It's at Game Set Match KY, or you can just search on Facebook for GameSet Match Kentucky, the podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at GameSetMatchKY. Chad, as you can see, if you're watching the video, he's on Twitter at Chad Young Radio. I'm on Twitter at at Chris Godby. Lakenet Media Incorporated provides the web hosting for this program. If you're looking for a dependable web host, you can reach out. At 757-Lakenet, which is 757-525-3638. Thanks again to our sponsors, Vision Cabinet Source, and we welcome again our new sponsor, Family Medical Centers. If you'd like to sponsor this program, send an email to info at gamesetmatchky.com. Oh, Chad, there's that noise again. I have missed this sound, and Hawkeye says we are out. So until next time, I'm Chris Godby with Chad Young. Chad, I appreciate it once again, you are lending us your time. My pleasure. And this has been Game Set Match Kentucky. I was still showing a map of Europe that whole time. <laughs> yeah,
1: I wonder if you switch off.
0: <laughs> I need a producer. See, I'm looking at other tabs. You know, I, I was looking at at my notes on one tab in a Google Doc, and here the video stream. Uh, I, I'm not seeing it at the same time. So, I, I you know what I need? This is good excuse for me to get another monitor. What do you think? There you go. I'll just say, honey, I have to have another monitor. I mean, you know, how am I going to run a legit program here if I can't see what I'm doing, you know? This stupid earpiece. Hold on. Oh, man. Dang, I cannot get this stupid thing in here. Okay, I know what I'm doing. I'm trying to put the uh, left earpiece in my right ear. That'll That'll do it.